0: Radio Gag, the gaze Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly gaze Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm producer Ty Kersley. This week's show, I Don't Want to Die, Kids and Guns Part 1, Host Libby Edwards discusses how gun violence is now the leading cause of death for children in our country, with guest Dr. Sonny Moon from Moms Demand Action New York and Devin Hughes of GVP Media. They talked statistics, common sense prevention, and the need for federal legislation in a country where 50% of gun owners leave their weapons unsecured and accessible to children in their home.
1: I'm your host, Libby Edwards. Instead of our usual in memoriam, today Radio Gag presents student leaders from the Junior Newtown Action Alliance who survived the Sandy Hook Elementary shootings nine years ago.
2: Hi, I'm Maggie Labonka, and I'm the co-chair of the Junior Newtown Action Alliance. I'm also a survivor of the Sandy Hook shooting that took place nine years ago uh, today on December 14th. I was in third grade at the time and I lost my best friend, Daniel, who was in first grade and who was seven years old. Obviously then along with his family and the other victims and other survivors in our community, I felt the pain and it was devastating not being able to see him again. But I don't think I exactly understood what was going on. I didn't really understand why from then on I would never go outside to watch the fireworks on the 4th of July. Or why I never liked being alone in the dark. And it took a while because that trauma didn't register with me. It took a while for me to join an activism club like this and to try to speak out and to fight for change because there's 26 people now who can't. So I'd like to thank all of the adults um, and all of the supporters that we've had over the years who have spoken for us when we were children and we couldn't and we didn't know how. I'd like to thank anyone who's joining now, who's been inspired by our voices as we're now able to speak up about it. Um, And I don't know, (laughs) just thank you um, for speaking when we couldn't. And I'm very excited now uh, uh, to join the fight with you all and to, I'm looking forward to the change that we can make together. Thanks.
3: Hi, my name is Naya Amin. I'm a senior at Newtown High School and a part of Junior Newtown Action Alliance. Um, I got involved in this movement because I lived in Newtown on 1214, and I've seen and continue to see the effects that that's had on the community. And I've seen the effects that gun violence has on America as a whole every day. And Obviously, something needs to be done, and I want to help do it. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm super grateful for all of the allies this movement has. I'm grateful for everyone who stood up for us before we knew we needed to be stood up for. I'm grateful for everyone who stood up for us when we couldn't stand up for ourselves. And I'm grateful for everyone who continues to stand up for us and to stand with us and just uplift the voices of young survivors of gun violence, as well as share their own experiences. Um, It's super important and it's also really hard. So I just wanted to say you're doing a great job. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel like you're doing a great job because results are so hard to see, but I just want you to remember that you are, even when it's not visible and you inspire us every day and we've grown up watching you and just being so grateful for the work that you do. I hope you know that we're with you just as we know that you're with us and we just wanted to say to keep up the great work.
4: Hi, my name is Madeline Richard. I'm a senior at Newtown High School. Um, Before I start, I just want to say thank you guys so much for all you've been doing to help the movement and pushing forward legislation. Um, It means a lot to everybody, um, even the smallest actions. I know it's a big hill, but uh, slowly but surely, hopefully, things will start getting done in congress um i moved to newtown in 2016 um and soon after kind of became friends with some of the uh, survivors and they told me their stories and their experiences and alongside them i became more educated on gun control and the importance of it um especially bills in congress that could have prevented it um So that's what kind of started my path on becoming more passionate about gun control legislation and comprehensive gun reform. Um, I believe that it's, you know, a right for everybody to be safe in schools and safe anywhere in general. So um, anything Congress can do to push that forward, I'm fully in support of.
1: This programming is being brought to you by BAI listeners in support of the Tower Fund Drive. The Tower Fund will ensure that WBAI can broadcast into the future by helping to raise the $200,000 annual rent for the transmitter at four times square. To make a donation in any amount you can, go online to towerfund.wbai.org or call 212-209-2950. We at Radio Gag thank you for your help in keeping WBAI commercial-free, listener-sponsored radio. Today, we're very happy to have two special guests, Devin Hughes, the founder and president of GVpedia.org, a nonprofit providing ready access to academic research and high quality data on gun violence, and Sunny Moon, who is an MD, a volunteer leader with Moms Demand Action, and a volunteer with our own Gaze Against Guns. Welcome to both of you. And as the gift-giving season is upon us, uh, some parents are probably thinking of giving family members a gun. As we saw in Kentucky Representative Tom Massey's tongue-deaf Christmas card tweet, it seems there are at least seven semi-automatic weapons in his household. And Sonny, can you tell us about the dangers of having a gun in your home with children around and what laws are in place or
5: proposed to make gun owners accountable for in-home safety? Well, that's that's a big um, that's a big chunkful right now ne- uh, right there. But um, just a of, so so just focusing on children, a couple of things to take away um, currently where we stand as a country. Um, guns are now the leading cause of death for kids um, more than accidents, which is something that's recently come out. Um, about half of gun owners um, do not securely store their guns. And about 5.4 million kids in this country live in a household where guns are not securely stored. And remember what I just said, guns are the number one killer of death. Gun violence is a public health crisis. Gun violence is a public health crisis. It's not, it shouldn't be politicized, especially when it comes to prevention around children. Um, Every year, around 350 kids are unintentionally shot, unintentionally. And about 700 kids killed themselves with guns. And we don't do enough talking about suicide and guns. And we know that in any household, whether there's kids or it's just adults, having a gun in the home increases the risk of homicide as well as suicide. And if you think about the current climate of what kids are going through, they're going through a pandemic. and and, uh, and 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 of course, because this is America, how do people respond to a public health crisis with um, and also social angst related to um, uh, uh, the Floyd protest? Um, they buy more guns because, you know that's that's what the Americans do, which doesn't address any of those things and only makes us less safe. But if you think about what kids have been going through, and the mental health issues, uh, to then place a gun in that home when so many Americans do not properly secure their guns, it's 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 an accident or a death waiting to happen. To be perfectly honest with you, and something that other people don't, uh, some people don't think about as well. Which I, I've always been stunned that people don't talk about this more. But there's there's a risk of lead exposure when you shoot guns. And a lot of people who buy guns and they say, oh, I'm responsible. And they take my kids shooting at the gun range or hunting. There's actually lead exposure uh, that's associated with any gun use. And so I'm going to stop talking since Devin is the real expert. And I'm going to let him uh, fill in any gaps or add. um, And I I admire Devin greatly because he's the stats guy. If he wants to fill in with more stats or uh, I just want to give him an opportunity to speak as well.
6: Thank you for having me on, and thank you for the kind words. And I largely agree with everything that's been said. There have been multiple studies showing that a firearm firearm in the home not only increases the risk of um, a homicide, suicide, or unintentional shooting for the gun owner, but everybody in the family as well. And that's one of the reasons why um, for children between the ages of 5 and 14 in the United States, you're 17 more likely. 17 times more likely to be murdered by firearms than children in other high-income countries. For suicide, that's 10 times higher, and for unintentional shootings, that's 15 or nine times higher. And so in high-income countries, 87% of the children younger than 14 killed by firearms live in the United States, and that's despite only having around a third of the high-income population. So we do have a massive gun violence crisis in the US that extends to children as well. And just this year for unintentional um, shootings by children and teenagers, there have been 330. Now that was a couple days ago. And so by the time this airs, those figures will already sadly be out of date. And it just highlights um, what a massive problem we have. And there are ways to um, combat it. Now, obviously the safest home is a home without a firearm in it, but if there is a firearm in it, um, safe storage is absolutely essential, keeping the gun locked away as well as ammo stored separately. And if a gun owner feels that there's still the need for self-defense, which is vastly overblown as I'm more than happy to get into, Uh, There are gun safes out there that have biometric locks or easy access that only the gun owner can get to the gun. So there's really no excuse for leaving a gun unintended or not safely stored in the house. Uh, There's plenty of technology out there right now to make sure somebody stores their gun safely and away from children and teenagers who might use it to harm themselves or others or have an unintentional shooting.
5: Um, just to add to, um, that the idea or the expression gun safety also means different things to different people. And I also want to talk about what the, uh, the that the owner should be on adults, um, gun lobby groups, and especially the NRA will say that they do gun safety and they used to, I, I think they don't push it as much, but they used to have this Eagle, e, Eagle, Eddie program or Eddie Eagle program. And as a physician, um, what I always thought was, was right away, I was like, this makes no sense they put the onus on the kids. What they would do is they would teach kids, if you find a gun, don't touch it and tell an adult. That, you know, of course, if that's something you should tell kids, if, you know, but that's not, that that takes complete responsibility away from the adults. Right, and, and, and that's why it's been shown to never have been successful because it's also passive learning. Telling kids, if you find a gun, don't touch it, doesn't address this. The onus is on adults. And that's why, and I know that Newtown has an initiative and also the organization that I volunteer for, Moms Manned Action um, has a program called Be Smart for Kids. But um, no matter what kind of program um, is used or uh, educational tool is used in terms of uh, 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 beyond just making sure that people know about safety, making sure that people understand that the onus is on adults. We shouldn't be teaching kids, don't touch my gun if you find it. Or, or mom, remember, don't touch mommy's gun. It is, hey, adults, you bought a gun, this is what you have to do. And in 30 states now, we do have some law um, re- related to requiring safe storage of guns. Um, we live in New York State, And so I want people to be aware of this because it's a relatively new law. And this is something that we fought very hard to push as soon as we got a supermajority in the democratic uh, legislature. And uh, this was one of the gun bills that Governor Cuomo signed in 2019. Um, But in New York, you are required to securely store your guns with ammunition separated from the guns. If you are in a household with a child that's 16 years of age or less, Or there's the potential of a child of that age being around your gun. You're also required to secure your guns if you live in a household where somebody else in the household is um, legally not allowed to have a gun because they have a felony or something like that. That's a requirement in this state. And many states have that law, but there's 20 states that don't. And Michigan, which is where we had the most recent mass shooting, they don't have um, uh, gun storage law there. They've been trying to pass one, and I think they said that they were trying to pass about 20 different gun laws, but it's been stuck in the Republican legislature. So again, um, when we talk about gun safety, um, and somebody, you know, gun owner says, yeah, I'm, I've done gun safety classes, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're being trained to say, or being taught, like, the onus is on you. It's not telling your kid not to touch your gun. It's What are you doing to make sure that a kid never finds your gun?
1: You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun show. On listener-sponsored commercial-free radio, WBAI 99.5. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. What is Ethan's law? That, I believe, is a safe storage law that uh yeah
5: yeah if, national level it's a law that was passed in 2019 and it's named for ethan song his parents they are the most fiercest advocate and what happened was their son was at um i think his best friend's house and the friend's father i think may have even been a detective or somebody in law enforcement had a gun that was he said it was um, unloaded in a box that was not secured and so um ethan and his friend um like boys do, because most unintentional shootings also involve boys. Um, They got to the gun and Ethan um, was unintentionally shot and he died. And the man who owned the gun got off because he said the gun was unloaded. Um, And so they had a safe storage law, but it had a lot of loopholes. And one of them was that if the gun was unloaded, um, even if it wasn't properly secured, that um, you couldn't be prosecuted. And so they, uh, they tightened that loophole closed. They raised the age so that Um, Minor was defined as somebody less than 18, not just 16. Um, And in New York, uh, the law that we passed in 2019, it's pretty, um, compared to a a lot of states, I would say it's pretty good in terms of stating that, you know, the ammo has to be separated. It specifically says it has to be, um, you know, separately stored from ammo. And uh, so, so those are the two laws. But again, like most gun laws, because we can't get anything passed at the federal level, it's a patchwork. And 20 states don't have any kind of laws about um, securely uh, storing your guns.
6: I will just add to that that quite recently, um, Ethan's law is trying to be introduced um, at the national level. That's just in the past week or so, I believe. Hey. And it's de- it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. But I, the overwhelming majority of Americans, including gun owners, agree that firearms should be stored safely and that there should be consequences. Um, for those who don't store their firearms safely and something happens with that firearm. And so there's going to be a national level push again due to the Senate. It's likely to have an uphill battle, but it's ongoing currently.
5: So the other uh, issue with safe gun storage is, um, which gun owners can't um, wrap their heads around this, but the reason why more guns leads to more crimes but not, What they try to tell you is that when you don't securely store your guns, your guns get stolen. And that's every gun that's out there, a criminal gun, started out as legal at some point. And sometimes criminals actually target homes that have guns that are not securely stored. And when that gun is stolen, that becomes a gun that can be used in crime. And so when people aren't securely storing their guns, it goes beyond safety of the kids in their household. We're all at risk if there's a bunch of gun owners out there who are not securely storing their guns. Right now, there's an epidemic of guns being stolen from unlocked cars. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But you can leave a gun in a car with your car unlocked, a loaded gun, and in most states, you don't even, in many states, you don't even have to report the gun that's stolen. In St. Louis, they've had a huge increase. In St. Louis, a lot of people don't realize because they talk about Chicago, but St. Louis is actually one of the cities in the country that has the highest um, gun violence rates in the country. They also currently have the highest... Uh, children homicide rates related to guns in the country. And they have an epidemic of guns being stolen because people are not storing their guns. So it's, it goes beyond the children in that home. We're all at risk of gun violence because these gun owners don't lock up their guns and it gets stolen from their houses and it's used in other crimes.
6: And just to add on to that, the FBI records 200,000 firearms stolen annually. And that those are just the reported stolen. Yeah. Uh, some surveys from Harvard indicate probably around 400,000 are stolen annually. And that makes a big difference. And uh, guns being stolen from cars was mentioned. Uh, I think this was back in 2016. I had some friends who live in a neighborhood and they had a rash of break-ins to cars parked next to houses because people were just leaving guns there. So the Thieves went from one house to, to the next, just going down the line, and they right. grabbed a dozen or so firearms um, simply because people would leave the guns in the glo- glove box, and the glove box wasn't locked, or they just leave it on the seat even.
5: A million guns are in circulation every couple of years from that were stolen. In other countries, when you talk about compression, there aren't even a million guns in some, you know, I mean, they're, they're smaller population, but we have a million guns stolen from homes and cars every couple of years. That's, that's insane. And the gun owners talk about having a gun for safety. Well, you know what? Those guns are actually stolen from these gun owners who think that they're buying it for safety and then are used against us in crimes.
1: It's very, very distressing and informative and motivating. And I really thank you for your time here. Well,
5: I know that these statistics and numbers are very discouraging, and I'll be the first to admit that. But the one thing I, the one message I want to take away from all of this is that we can't give up because on the other side wins. And in, this is one of those situations where it's bad, but it can definitely get worse because if the gun levy had their way, you wouldn't need a license or a permit or training in any states. Okay. And uh, what I always tell everybody is that if gun violence survivors, if people like Manny Oliver can wake up every morning and fight harder than anybody after what they went through, nobody has an excuse. To not care about this or to do something or at least vote and support candidates who will make gun violence prevention a priority. Giving up is not an option and it's the worst thing we could do facing these kinds of statistics.
6: Child access prevention laws really do work. The research is very clear on that. Um, So not only should um, storing guns safely be a personal responsibility, but there's also legislation that can be passed on that front that has been shown to save lives. And to learn more about this, um, people can visit gvpe.org. Um, two years ago, we created a policy roadmap called the Denver Accord. And one of the key tenants of the Denver Accord is um, child access prevention laws, as well as um, safe storage, including for gun stores. And there's a lack of regulation there. That would be <laughs> the topic of an entire another episode as well. But I just want to thank you for having me on.
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the good work you're doing with GVpedia. Thank you. And I thank you for participating with us today. And we'll look forward to hearing your voices with us again soon.
5: Thank you, everybody. Bye.
1: To learn more about the work of our guests, go to GVpedia.org, MomsDemandAction.org, and hashtag Keep Kids Safe Coalition for safe storage.
0: To find out more about working with us, please go to GazeAgainstGuns.net or follow us at GazeAgainstGunsNY on Facebook and Instagram or GagNoGuns on Twitter. Come to a meeting. Here in New York, we meet one Thursday a month at 7 p.m. virtually and in person in the Manhattan LGBT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is January 27th, where we'll be planning all kinds of great actions and protests. So please join us. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And another great way to get involved is becoming a WBAI buddy. WBAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Also, donate to our Tower Fund today and help WBAI take charge of our rent to four times square. Visit towerfund.wbai.org or call 212-209-2950. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Next week we will have I Don't Want to Die, Kids and Guns Part 2 with special guests Manuel Oliver and Sarah Lerner. And don't forget, you can always listen to our previous shows anytime on WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. We leave you with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise.
6: Take me out at the ball game. Shoot Meet down at the bar. Come to the movies and watch Just. us fall. Come to church. Come to school. Kill, kill us all. all. Go on block, block, block any gun laws. Sell your soul, have no shame. Yes, it's one, two, three strikes you lose at the old gun game.